it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. The other day, I was looking at drought maps of Colorado and California, and after revisiting the maps a few times to get familiar with them, I noticed something. The areas with the most intensive row crop agriculture were under the worst drought conditions in both states. Now, the worst conditions were not solely in these areas, but these areas were wholly under the worst conditions. I was struck in particular by the South Central San Joaquin Valley in California and the San Luis Valley in Southern Colorado, both of which were under the deep red and purple colors of extreme drought. Having driven through these areas many times, the thought occurred to me, what if the lack of soil moisture, or rather the soil's inability to hold moisture, in these intensively tilled and bare soil ag systems was related to the extremeness of the drought conditions these areas were experiencing? I had a hypothesis, and this is a good place to start, by asking a question that relates to the outcome that I was seeking. But it's important to remember in science and in life that correlation does not equal causation. For example, just because two things appear to be connected does not mean that one of them caused the other. At the same time, just because one thing isn't the sole cause of something happening doesn't mean it isn't a key part of it. Like how one leg of a three-legged stool isn't everything, but without it, the whole thing falls apart. In effort to explore the relationships in what I had observed, I asked a few questions. Does soil moisture affect precipitation? Does the presence of vegetation affect precipitation? And could these things affect not just weather patterns like precipitation, but could they have a substantial effect on weather over time, i.e. on climate, and therefore on the condition of drought? I read a lot of peer-reviewed and published papers, papers from different journals and papers from different countries, it turns out that these relationships between the soil's ability to hold water, the health of vegetation, and the existence of rain or drought have largely gone under the radar because they are incredibly difficult to model. We don't know exactly how they work because they work through nonlinear, multiple, and cyclical relationships, many of which have time lags before they manifest. We know that plants and trees have a direct impact on the temperature and humidity around them through transpiration. They cool and humidify the climate. Model estimates have varied, showing these things affect precip a little bit to a little bit more. However, in 2017, American scientists from several different universities were able to use a compilation of purely observational data from satellites, and they found that the presence or absence of vegetation altered weather patterns by up to 30%. This effect was especially substantial in semi-arid, monsoonal, or Mediterranean regions. Now, this was looking more and more like the case of a three-legged stool. These areas, both the San Luis and the South San Joaquin Valleys, used to be vast wetlands that over time have been drained and turned into row crop and pastured agriculture. The dewatering of these regions likely led to small increases in temperature and then over time as soils dried out and their ability to hold water decreased and as plant cover was grazed too harshly or tilled under in favor of rows of bare soil, even more water has left these landscapes. While these areas are irrigated, that water leaves too quickly, evaporating directly from dusty soil 
into hot, dry air instead of undergoing the process that scientists say is key to cooling and bringing in moisture, the photosynthetic metabolism of energy and heat from the sun, and the slow transpiration of water cycling in small circles between plants and the land. And it's important to note that soil moisture drought is one of the key prerequisites for the development of extremely high temperatures, whereas atmospheric dynamics control the onset of such temperatures. In other words, while the drought may come from the larger climactic system, if the soil is already dry, it is likely to become hotter and that hotness will continue to perpetuate dryness. Last week, I reread via audiobook Frank Herbert's novel Dune and was startled to realize just how much of the underpinnings of the book are related to this question of a desert planet and a people's religious plan to make paradise by bringing water back into circulation on its surface, to make rain fall and have rivers flow. To quote the planetary ecologist's Liet Kine's father, the highest function of ecology is understanding consequences. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.